3: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
0: Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult, a tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta,
3: it's the John Kincaid show on CBS Sports Radio and I am so glad that you uh, join the show so often and that you're part of our family I'm coming to you live from the rocket mortgage studios you want to see your loan options adjust payments and closing costs online in real time rocket can yes rocket can rocket mortgage will help you out a lot of stuff uh, in the marketplace right now where the housing markets hot right now where you are in Staten Island Anthony Pierno, our fine producer at Tony Pierno on Twitter. Is it a, uh, do our houses like just flying off the market when they go for sale? I think it slowed down a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Because I know so many people were fleeing Manhattan and fleeing for the other boroughs. Well, I mean, I, people are fleeing New York just in general. Did you see, uh, the pictures from our man, uh, Brian Baldinger? Uh, putting pictures out there. He put video out there yesterday of Manhattan and maybe a little bit this morning. And it's so sad to me. You know how much I love your city. Yeah. And it's your city. And I'm the rare Philly person who just pumps up, pumps up Manhattan. I love Manhattan. If I was rich, one of the first things I would ever do. If I was, if I was just, I I had indiscriminate wealth. I would have myself a high-rise apartment in Manhattan so I could be there anytime. And I certainly want to see the city come back. I'd love to see it come back. Because it it breaks my heart to see the businesses boarded up, nobody on the streets. It's just incredible. Just incredible. Hopefully you're doing well. If you enjoy the show, you listen on Sirius XM 206, your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. And remember, the Radio.com app is a great way to listen to the network all week long. But when you listen to the John show, if you get up late on Sunday morning, I have no problem with that. Just rewind the show if you wish and listen from the beginning on the radio.com app. You can do that. We've got that kind of technology, and a lot of people don't realize Anthony invented it. It didn't exist before Anthony created it for our I mean for the radio.com app. I I'm surprised we don't pay you more Anthony considering the major the innovations you've brought to the show over the years. I'm surprised we're not Breaking the bank for you a little bit more, and we're paying you a lot. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: what?
3: What was that? That's like yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's like, a that's a depressed me thinking about how much money I make.
3: <laughs> so you mean you would if you're addressing like a bunch of college students right now, you'd be like, yeah, the world uh, needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> <laughs> he would be, be saying you could be maybe. Maybe you could handle nuclear drive one of those nuclear waste trucks, you know, or you the know, things a lot. I wish I knew. There's a lot of waste management. A lot of waste management jobs where I come from. A lot of guys I went to high school with. I could get you set up in that business if you were so interested. So I might be asking
1: that. soon. So <laughs> maybe, give me a maybe, mind, please.
3: Maybe maybe looking at that. If you need to hire Tony, you can hire Tony. Go online and get him. Uh Bill Bender. One of my favorites to discuss and debate the world of college football with comes up uh, 20 minutes past the hour from the Sporting News. And I'm going to ask Bill first, any sympathy towards Ohio State? Or the plight of any Big Ten team or Pac-12 team if they're not able to make the college football playoff because they don't have enough of a resume? Isn't that the situation that they created? We'll get his answer coming up. And I want to say the Pac-12 is already complaining about it. I saw that yesterday morning. By the way, can I can I just say again? I've said it before, and I'll go fanboy a little bit on this. Not many studio shows win me over in sports. Uh, my man Shaquille O'Neal, my partner from the big podcast with Shaq. Uh, what Ernie Johnson Jr. does with Shaq and Charles and Kenny is brilliance that's why they continu- continually win Emmys and everything it's just it's a brilliant show. It's corny, it's fun, it's full of opinions, very little analysis it's more opinion just just and they're having fun. They have a great time about it. but uh, the Fox pregame show to me always gets me you know interested and I've, I've got to say that Brady Quinn. And Urban Meyer, on my television screen together, might be like one of the best things I've seen, as far as a football fan. Brady used to come on the show. I mean, did I offend, could could I have offended Brady? Maybe, maybe
1: somehow? because the last three times I've texted the guy, he hasn't responded to me. So you might have pissed him off. And do you off. put
3: do you put like John Kincaid's show in there? Of their course, thing because, I put John because Brady Quinn yeah. would not. Brady Quinn would not. Like just out of hand, you know, cast off an invitation to be on the John Kincaid show. He would know better for his long-term career. He would know that's not a good career move, right? I mean, it, you don't blow off this show. I'm telling you though, he's really good. And I got to tell you, Urban Meyer, and you know, I've I've had taken my shots over the years at Urban Meyer. Seems like whenever Urban, uh, whenever the going gets rough, Urban gets going. But I will tell you point blank. I'm a. Uh, I, I, Urban Meyer's brilliant on television. I know he has a PhD in football, but he doesn't have to talk like it all the time. And Brady is one of the best ex college athletes that I've ever heard discuss the game. Why the two other guys from USC are on the set, I have no idea. Except they want a Pac-12 presence on the show. But the next thing that Matt Leinert or Reggie Bush do that gives me like insight on the world of college football, the real insight, that will be the first that I've heard. So I'm just being honest with you. That will be the first that I've heard. But let's get down to business here as we start this hour of the show. The I don't understand why anybody, the minute the Detroit Lions fired their head coach, Matt Patricia out the door, General manager, Quinn, out the door. All of a sudden, I saw one, two, three. I pinned them here. So I've got, I saw three different tweets within five minutes. Here are the calls being made to Jim Harbaugh right now. Jim Harbaugh to the Lions. Has Jim Harbaugh not inflicted enough damage on the state of Michigan? Has has Jim Harbaugh... Not done enough to ruin weekends in Michigan. Is Jim Harbaugh the answer to a question? Because if he's the answer to a question, I want to know what the question is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been terrible at Michigan, Kincaid. But you know what, dude? If he gets back to the NFL, he'll just start winning again. He'll flick that switch. He'll start winning again. Sphinx to say what? Huh? What? Jim Harbaugh? Because you know what? I've always heard the term, well, Jim Harbaugh didn't forget how to coach. It's not like he forgot how to coach. Really? You're shocking me with that assessment. Because it certainly looks to me like he's forgotten how to coach. It certainly looks to me like he is, well, let's just say in the midst of really embarrassing, Embarrassing is embarrassing is legacy really is. I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding it. I'm going to tell you right now what I've seen out of Jim Harbaugh tells me coaches can forget how to coach or coaches can fail to adjust. There used to be a term, the games passed them by. The game, the ga- Well, the games passed them by. I don't believe that's the case. Do I believe Jim Harbaugh could be successful again as a head coach? Sure. Absolutely. But he's going to have to prove it to me. And after his run at Michigan, who's lining up for that? After what he's done with the Michigan program, who is lining up for that? And remember how much you Michigan folks wanted Brady Hoke out of there? Uh-huh. Remember how much you got? Yeah, you had to get a uh, you had to get him in there? I had to get him out of there, I mean. He had to go. He was terrible, right? Well, I think somewhere Brady Hokes enjoying a uh, little Dunkin' Donuts this morning and and probably saying, "Yeah, you miss me yet?" You miss me yet? Because Jim Harbaugh destroyed the program that he was there to save. And that's bottom line. He's destroyed it. And it it, it is his own doing. His own recruits. These are his players. He's had plenty of time. He's had every advantage to be able to get out there and get it done. Who's got it better than us? Well, everybody apparently has it better than us. Terrible, what absolutely terrible. Mean terrible. I know dirty words to the song, by the way. Anthony, I know dirty words to the song. I will not say them on the air sing because it, I no, it. I no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that at all. But I, um, I'll dump it. Don't worry. No, yeah, I, yeah. I don't trust you. I've already been unemployed long enough full time. But I would blame <laughs> Matt McConnell. NHL broadcaster Matt McConnell for teaching me the dirty words to this song. Matt, a very talented play-by-play man in the NHL. He taught me the dirty words to this song. He was a Michigan State guy, though, so there was a lot of venom. Billy Jaffe, one of our other broadcasters, there was a lot of venom between the two of them, the Michigan, Michigan State thing. And I learned some dirty words then. I'll tell you off the air, Anthony, when I know the mic's off. We ain't doing that. How about my first four in the world of college football?
0: Every week, John Kincaid puts the top teams in college football on notice. It's time for J.K.'s Playoff 4.
3: All right, here's my Playoff 4, and I always try to keep it entertaining and fun, so let's make it entertaining and fun. Number one's Alabama. That's easy. Number two is Clemson. Yes, Clemson that lost to number three Notre Dame. But uh, have you watched Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Google him if you don't know him. He puts egg in his hair, by the way. And mayonnaise to keep it that shiny. And number four for this week, Florindiana. So it's Alabama one, Clemson two, Notre Dame three, Florindiana four. Because I couldn't decide. I really love what Indiana's doing. And I love what Florida's doing, too. And they both look like they're really interested. Like, interesting people. So... Florindiana gets my fourth vote here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or whether you own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home's hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. It is actually that easy. Florindiana, get it? Florindiana? James in Richmond, Virginia joins us. James, you're on the John Kincaid Show, you, CBS sir? Sports Radio. What's going on, buddy?
4: How are you, brother? Um, love the show. Appreciate it. Just wanted to give you some perspective on the girl dad girl dad hashtag.
3: Sarah um, Oh The, the girl yeah. dad, yes. Okay.
4: Exactly, exactly. I was exactly where you were, bro. So just some background. My dad had five boys, and all of the boys had boys.
3: Oh, my gosh. So, uh,
4: yeah, we, we only make boys. <laughs> so, right. Um, recently got married and adopted four girls. So that was a learning experience. How that has that
3: been for you? What ages? What
4: ages? <laughs> uh, youngest is twelve. Oldest is twenty-three.
3: Okay, so um, so so the twenty-three-year-old's fully baked, exactly. but you still but you still have to develop the relationship.
4: Exactly, exactly. And I and I. I felt exactly like you felt when I was uh, having my first, first, first son. I was like, God, God, make it a boy, make it a boy. (laughs) And then it, 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 it it clicked when I started to be a part of the girl's life. So um, just want to give you a different perspective. The, 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 the girl dad hashtag. um, I think Kobe started it, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yes. And and he, he, I believe he did.
4: Yes. It was, it was a response to everyone saying, Hey, you know, how are you going to continue the legacy? You don't have any boys. How are you going to continue the legacy? You don't have any boys. Sure. And he was like, "You know what? I'm a girl dad," and he embraced it. Um, the last thing I want to tell you: I'm a math statistics guy, so this is the nerd of me been coming out. There's no st- statistical way to prove uh, Sarah Fuller would have died has a more has a better chance of dying from COVID than getting hit on the field. Just want to remind you: Tony Harris, D1 safety for Catholic, Catholic, uh, Central Methodist University, plays D1 as a safety. So um,
3: that's it. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself, right. James. I appreciate it, man. A statistical guy doing stats and everything for for your work. Part of it fascinating to me, part of it intimidating. Jeff in Dallas is joining us. Jeff, you're a Wolverines and Alliance fan? My gosh, I'm yes. so sorry for you.
4: Hey, Stones, what's going on? What's nope, up, hey, buddy? Up. Hey, Harbaugh needs to leave. Uh, there's no redeeming quality, they've destroyed that program. And the Lions – think about this. The Lions turned down Tony Dungy before to be the coach. Yeah. And they interviewed Mike Brabel and they wanted to go – Quinn wanted to go with his buddy. So, I'm hoping that they get either Salah out of San Fran or be enemy, but the owner making her comment yesterday about, we'll let the next coach keep Stafford, make that decision. Stafford does not need to leave Detroit. We owe him. Unless we can train him to a Super Bowl team and let him go win one,
3: well, I can tell you this: he is uh, you, you have a fan of me. Appreciate it, thank you, buddy. Because uh, Matt Stafford and his wife from my like where I live in suburban Atlanta, and Matt and his wife first of all cancer warrior, his wife just a a beautiful, strong cancer survivor, dominant. That's awesome, absolutely awesome. And Matt, one of the guys who gets it. Gives back to his community, uh, gives of his time and his talents and his treasure. He's awesome. I sort of would like him to get to go somewhere else, but I have a feeling that he probably wants to stay there, depending on who the coach is. Hopefully he'd want to stay there and make it right. So what about Jim Harbaugh? How'd it go so wrong? And how could Penn State be as bad as they are? And why does Texas take all the heat? And these guys are almost getting a little bit of a pass. Bill Bender better have all those answers for me. Next, it's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This is the John Kincaid Show. If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the
3: John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. And it's always fun chatting with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He immerses himself. He bathes in college football. I think he bathes. I've seen him before. He bathes. Cleans up pretty well. Bill joins us now on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. And Bill, I ask you right off the bat, everybody takes cheap shots all the time. Even the morning shows yesterday were talking about Texas and what bad shape Texas was in. And I I just wonder, as bad as Texas has been under Tom Herman, it never fell to the level that Michigan and Penn State are at right now.
5: No, not this year. And you wonder, I watched that Penn State-Michigan game yesterday. Oh. That was not two teams that are even in Ohio State's zip code. Um, Texas is a, is at least competing with Oklahoma on a year-to-year basis, too. So I don't know where they go. I'm You know, obviously Penn State, I don't think they're going to get rid of James Franklin. I think Michigan's got a little bit more of a debate, uh, especially because there's a pretty good candidate out there if they move on from Harbaugh. In, in Iowa State's Matt Campbell.
3: What would be the, the argument for Jim Harbaugh? I mean, every single player on campus is his. He brought them to campus. He has seen a declining product. It's not an ascending product, it's not even a flat product. It's a declining product. What could possibly be the argument on his behalf? Well, I think it's
5: the 310 win seasons that he did bring them up from where they were at the end of the Brady Hoke era. But now it's starting to feel like the end of the Brady-Hoke era again. It is. Because the talent's not there. The quarterback development's not there. Um, it, it, the offense just looks very pedestrian, and the defense is even worse. So I, they're just not – it, it really is strange. One of the stats I pulled out there yesterday was in the first half of their last five games, after the Minnesota game, they've been outscored 100-31. to 31. That's incredible Jeez.
3: to me. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. That really is. That the whole thing is incredible. Uh, John Kincaid, CBS Sports uh, Radio. He is Bill Bender from the Sporting News. So the right now, when you look at Alabama and they're able to win convincingly like that with Nick Saban sitting at home, first of all, do you believe Nick Saban had no contact with his coaching staff during that game? During the <laughs> I mean, game, I can't
5: speculate on that. He was on the phone. I'm quick speculating the, on it. I'm speculating uh, on it. Okay. I, do you I'm, think
3: I'm? Do you think I'm nuts? for thinking that at some point he picked up the phone, talked to an assistant coach, and shared his notes on what he was seeing in the game?
5: I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility, but I, I think they just played well. They, right now, John, I mean, this is boring a boring take. They, they look like the best team in the country, as usual. Um,
3: sure.
5: You know, with the offense, the way Mac Jones is playing uh, around Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, the defense is shaped up a little bit. I thought that Iron Bowl would be competitive yesterday. It wasn't. I mean, to be honest, in the second half, I was flipping over to watch Northwestern Michigan State more because sure. I wanted to see, of course, Northwestern couldn't handle success.
3: Travis Etienne for Clemson. I, I thought, okay, first of all, he's a guy I was rooting for, coming back into college football, that he going to give it another shot, raise his stock and, and everything. Has he raised his stock during this season? I mean, it
5: looked that way. I don't know if he's raised his stock. It's probably about the same, maybe if not a little less. Um, I mean, he's had a fantastic career at Clemson, and, and he's been a good wingman for Trevor Lawrence. An um, opportunity there when Lawrence tested positive for COVID to have a big game against Notre Dame, maybe get in the Heisman race. But I just think if you look at the totality of his career, he's one of the most consistent big-time playmaking running backs there is, and there's plenty of time for him to make a run here down the stretch.
3: What is your message to the Ohio State faithful today as they realize because of the what was described earlier by a caller as the poison pill that the Big Ten put in place, it might keep Ohio State out of consideration for the national championship?
5: It might, but I, I think – I don't know that they'll play this week against Michigan State. I think if they get six games in and keep winning – there's a good chance they go to the playoffs. What's Even the resume they...
3: for them, though? I mean, Indiana, not... I mean, you know what I mean? Their resume is not, I mean, a seven-point win at home against Indiana when they were favored by 20 and a half, that's the, that's the resume. I mean, that's really what it's going to be. It's yeah. not going to be a win over Michigan. That's not going to impress anybody. Or Michigan State, that's not going to impress anybody, is it?
5: The resume is their brand, I suppose. They, they Their opponents, John, have a combined, if you take the record of their – Six opponents on their schedule, it's not very good. 11-21 total record. So they can't bank on that. I I think the best thing that happened to them yesterday was Northwestern losing, though. Because that just, if they have to play the Big Ten championship game without the Buckeyes, it's going to end up being Northwestern and Indiana. Everybody's going to look at that as a consolation because the Buckeyes couldn't get in. And they'll probably end up playing Wisconsin or Iowa in one of those you know how the Big Ten's doing this round robin thing at the end of the season. Sure. Um, I still think they're gonna get six or seven games in. If they get to seven, that's enough. I think to they'd me. be
3: fine with seven if they look impressive doing it. But yes, if and they get yeah.
5: dicey because you know, Cincinnati's gonna make an argument at that point. The same Cincinnati team, Ohio State beat forty nine nothing last year. Not maybe. How about, not the B- same team. How
3: about BYU making a case?
5: BYU you need to get somebody on the schedule. If they can get somebody big on the schedule, I was joking that they should call Clemson, but I mean, I'm, I was half joking because they, they need to find one more opponent that's pretty big. Their strength of schedule is not great. I but I, you know it's I hate the word I test, John, I, because I hate using it. Right. But I've watched enough. To, uh, if you've watched enough of BYU, they're good. They're I thought good so too. I thought talk- They've got a really good quarterback.
3: I thought so too. And, and 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 my daughter thinks the quarterback's super cute, so that you know for marketing purposes that works out well. She used super cute, I believe that was the term she actually used. She could be a scout. So does anybody in the Pac-12 have an argument um, now with all now with all the missed games and everything, or is this just the Pac-12 really backed themselves into a corner, trusting their they own did. scientists?
5: They yes, did I suppose you know USC's still undefeated, and they again. But none of those teams have – I think Heather did put this very well Friday night after Oregon lost, but the, the, the pac doesn't have a great team. And that's how I would describe that conference, too. It's they, just not – there's a bunch of good teams. And Washington's good. Utah's good. USC's good. But none of those teams are great. And I think that's where they're going to get into trouble. Um, you know, had Oklahoma not lost the second game, they'd probably be right in the mix with everybody, too.
3: Will the amateur epidemiologists that were passing themselves as college football writers during the summer, not you, you were not one of them, do you think they're going to round back at the end of the season and write the epilogue and say that, um, yeah, the, the SEC, the Big 12, and the, uh, and the ACC had, it, had the best plan and it worked the best?
5: Yeah, because they, they had the most time in between. And, you know, John, I'll be honest, this has been a really hard year to cover the sport because I, I'm one of those creatures of habit, not all that different than the coaches, where I like to have things planned out a month in,
3: in advance. Sure. And Absolutely. when you
5: have games getting canceled and rescheduled and everything that's gone with it, it's, man, it's tough for me to cover the sport this year. So, But at the same time, each week's been kind of fun. You know, when you look at the schedule, oh, we got the Iron Bowl today, and we got Michigan and Ohio State in two weeks, and, and it's going to be a... Kind of a crazy three weeks here. Two more regular season weeks, uh, another conference championship. I do think we're going to get a quality playoff. I think the four teams in the top four will probably be end up in the playoffs. And if John, you get Alabama, Clemson in the Sugar Bowl, and Ohio State, Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, that's fine.
3: I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. That's fine. I'm totally into that. So that's and I think I think most people would feel the same way. Would be pretty excited. Notre Dame's about that. really
5: good, John. They're, they're, uh, that, that's my other take. Their that's defense.
3: It. Their defense impressed the hell out of me the other day.
5: They're nasty on defense. I mean, to, to limit North Carolina like that, and Ian Book's playing great. Um, you know, he it's, it's Brian Kelly keeps calling him a winner, and that's what he's doing. And he's got good pieces around him, good running back, good tight end, good offensive line. They're – I mean, I know in past years I probably bought in in 12 and 18, and, you know, that's a lot of Catholic school talking because I went to sure. Catholic school for 12 years, but the Notre Dame team
3: looks legit. Katie, okay, you, you see, you're younger than me, though. Now, in Catholic school, did you ever get uh, did you ever get threatened with a ruler? <laughs> no. We see, I didn't get heard. just threatened. I didn't get just threatened. It was carried out. And guess what? I deserved every bit of it.
5: You know, what? I always tell people, and they look at me weird, our, our high school had two rules that are kind of funny. They, uh, If you didn't have a belt on, you'd get a dollar fine, and if you caught chewing gum, you'd get a $2 fine. Those, those are some, but, you know, I still am hesitant about chewing gum in public. Like You I don't shouldn't
3: want to chew caught. gum in public. You shouldn't be chewing gum in public.
5: So there that's you good. Go. You've
3: learned a lesson. I used to, uh, ours at O'Hara, there was a big thing at Cardinal O'Hara about buttoning your button when you put your tie up, that your that your collar was buttoned. That was one of the ones that could have gotten us could have gotten us in trouble at O'Hara too. So, but
5: see all the discipline that it taught us, and we we've made it this far. So, um,
3: well, you no, made I, it into a I, you're very disciplined. Me, I'm a talk show host. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a relative dope. I, I do from
5: and and I do think a Notre Dame Ohio State Bros Bowl would be the most normal oh, thing. Yes, you know it'd be it'd be an awesome game, the spectacle, and all those things. And you know this is the year to have it.
3: There you go. Thanks, Bill. Always appreciate it. Hope you have a good holiday, man.
5: Hey, take care, John. Thanks Thank for having me. There you. Bill
3: holiday. Bender joining us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Always fun getting a chance to chat with Bill.
4: Too many
0: runaways. Eating up the night. Cody The show for those who choose to live their sports life with a positive outlook. Let's get back to the J.K.
3: show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, we're going to stay positive on this show. And I'm positive that uh, we have a lot of fun on this show weekly, and we hope that you'll stick around with us. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. We've had a great, fun time hanging out together. Fifteen years between the old network at ESPN and uh, now at CBS. Unbelievable. Uh. The phone lines are open for you at 855-212-4CBS. They are, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are looking for a place to play. Interesting. So you have 32 teams in the NFL, okay? 32 teams. And one municipality says it's not safe to play games in our community. Again, much like when the Pac-12 told you that the science of the big Ten, of the uh, excuse me the Big 12 the SEC, and the ACC was incorrect. There are a lot of people who they talk about trusting the science and then they absolutely ignore the brightest minds in science who say, "Yeah, it's perfectly fine to play games. It is perfectly fine and perfectly safe." Now, if you tell me that the San Francisco 49ers that They say, we do not want any fans at our games. It's okay. You elected your elected officials. You get to make decisions for your municipality. That's fine. But the idea that an NFL game can't be played safely is sheer stupidity. And it's based on nothing. Based on nothing. It's not based on science. It's most certainly not based on science. So again... If a municipality like San Francisco or Santa Clara or wherever they're Santa Clara, I guess, where they play the game. If they want to say we do not want fans at our games. It's not safe. OK, first of all, I'd look at all the other municipalities that have had fans at their game. And say it appears that it is safe as not one major incident has been tied to an NFL game. But that then again. Playing the game itself? Remember when they told you about guys breathing on each other, sweating on each other, everything like that, that their teams are going to play games and we're going to get one or two games in and then everybody's going to be wiped out with coronavirus positive tests and everything like that? It didn't happen. Because you see, the science that told them to go forward with this and said that it was safe to go forward with it ended up being correct. So the San Francisco 49ers probably going to have to play road games now. A couple road games. Again, not based on science, based on a political decision being made in their community. Again, tell me there's no fans in the stadium. I have no argument. You elect your local officials, and your local officials elect, uh, to they choose to do what they believe is right for their community. And if you don't like what they do, you can vote them out. That's fine. But I believe every community should have the right to say, hey, no, no, we don't want fans in stadiums right now. You get the right to do that. But you also have the right to look foolish when you're not basing it on any science. It's not based on science. We're already into late November of an NFL season. We'll be in December on Tuesday. And the NFL games have certainly not been super spreader events. Absolutely no science to back that up. So claiming that it's not safe to play in Santa Clara, give me a break. Shannon in Oregon joins us. Shannon, you're on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. How are you?
2: Hello, Johnny Boy. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, man. What's going on?
2: Happy weird year.
3: Happy weird year. Yes, it is. By the way, I was very glad at church yesterday because yeah. the new, the new, at the Catholic Mass, the new liturgical year of 2021 started as as advent has begun so I, I feel like i've already turned the page to 2021 so i was happy about that
2: well look at the jews they're still back in the first testament so we're all good <laughs> we're all
3: good we're all good <laughs> hey,
2: what's listen, going I'm on over, i'm over covid19 i'm gonna wait for covid20 to come out on netflix you know?
3: <laughs> you're gonna you're looking for the you're looking to uh, do the upgrade yeah you're I'm tired of
2: it since 83 so we're good there you go there we go um i just want to let you know uh you said that the time machine is undefeated correct
3: I believe Time Machines are. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I'm going to tell you, don't drink the John Kinkaterade. You like that one?
3: The John Kinkaterade. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
2: Gatorade with Kinkaterade.
3: Yeah, you don't want that.
2: Yeah, don't drink that. So, listen, my aunt is uh, actually texting me a picture of the Bahia Cabana wall where there's a nice license plate mounted. And every year that thing gets a polish, somebody uh, that I know that you know gets to put a little smirk on his face. Really? You're yep. kidding me!
3: You're, she, no, she so was, she, she had a picture. A, she had a picture of the the license plate. Now I had I had three license plates that hung in that bar.
2: She well, she served you, and you guys took a picture together. Blonde lady named Marilyn. Very very. Oh my nice gosh! I remember Marilyn. Yeah. Now wait a minute. A, that's she, your aunt. Well, she's a family friend, but she pretty much raised me every uh, summer when my parents went out of town.
3: I remember Marilyn, I remember that. Now the crazy thing about that is, is that that hotel. When when I was a child, I went there from the time I was a child, and to see it gone now. By the way, the lot, you know, totally empty now. They they're they're building. They're going to build a new luxury place on it. That is crazy because I had three license plates in there and a goalie stick
2: hanging in there. That whole landscape of the beach changed when they made that 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 pavilion where they do all the volleyball concerts. Up at the right. very end They try to make it like kind of like a, a South Beach kind of feel, you know, where you can have live events, which obviously this COVID thing is destroying. But um, listen, man, I'm from New York. I was born and raised in Manhattan. I want to tell you, I was very happy that you went and got to see your mom. You know, we talked. Thank about Thank you it. so
3: much. Yeah, we did. We talked about it. And I'm glad I got to be there. And how about that? The fact that we talked about that on the show for months and I got to hold her hand as she passed. You can't get better than
2: that. To this, my mom is 94 years old, still lives in Rockaway year round by herself, and she's very proud of that. And she has to this day an Erin Gobra banner across her front window. That the only thing that ever moved that thing was Hurricane Sandy. That I had to go and find it down the street and put it back up in her place because that's how proud of a woman she is.
3: That is awesome. Send me that picture, I would love that. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Get me that picture. You can find me on the internet. You can send it to me. That'd be awesome. Michael in South Carolina joins us. Michael, you're in the John Kincaid hey, Show. Hey, how, how you are doing? You? Good, Michael. What's going on um, this morning, buddy?
1: Oh, I got two comments. on um, The 49ers, they could play here at William Bryce Stadium in Columbia because obviously, you know, we're done for the year. Um, that's the first <laughs> you're,
3: you're done watching football there is what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, the second question is, what do you know about this Shane Bieber kid? That they're, I know. They're going, I, crazy, I, Shane they're going crazy over him.
3: Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. First of all, I I I got to know his dad a little, very very peripherally. Uh, tremendous man, so he yeah. has a a good bloodline as far as father son. And what I know about Shane Beamer, a lot of people say is that because of the fact that he's got that, I've heard people describe him as a young John Harbaugh, that he of the Ravens, that a special teams coordinator guy but understands how to build a coaching staff understands how a, how a game day has to work and was around his father in it knee deep. So I would be pretty happy with that. I appreciate it. Appreciate your call. And I honestly, I think that's a name that could potentially be a home run type of hire. Uh, I've never seen him be a head coach, but I like the makeup and I like the, I like the out of the box thinking if Shane Beamer's the choice, Jeff in Pittsburgh joins us, Jeff, you're on the John Kincaid show. How are you this morning, Jeff? Ah, uh, good yourself, John. I'm doing well, Jeff.
1: Hey, man, a couple of takes from your last hour there. Uh, sure. I always heard that anybody could be a father, but it takes so special somebody to be a dad. I'd rather be a dad than a father.
3: I like that. I like that. That's a good. That's a good message. I think it's an yeah, investment. Anybody? Jeff, do you have girls? Do you have girls, guys? What you as a what? father?
1: John, I got three boys, man. I tried on the third time, and we just said we might as well quit. We're not, we're not batting very well here for
3: the girls. Well, operation. I mean, you know what they say is they say the boys is harder to raise till they're like eleven, and then the girls are harder to raise. I, I've yeah, been lucky. I've been blessed.
1: I, I had a friend that had three girls, the opposite of my three boys, and he goes, "Oh, it takes a real man to make girls," and I'm like, Well, not if you have three boys, you're thinking it takes a real man to make three boys. <laughs> I'm
3: telling you. it's, it's here's the one that I appreciate your call and thanks, Jeff, for for that. Uh and again, the whole girl dad thing, I get it. But it's nothing more to me than a humble brag. It's not it's nothing more to me than a humble brag. What should you do? I don't celebrate what I should do. I'm thankful. That my junior in high school daughter wants to go to the mall with me today and shop for some things and go to lunch with her dad. That she's not embarrassed to hang out with her father and walk around and, and she'll even hold my hand. She'll even hold my hand if we're walking somewhere. She'll even like give me her hand. And I absolutely melt. And maybe she's just manipulating me to the nth to make sure that she's got dad right where she wants him. But you know what? I don't give a flip. I'm pretty happy with it. But I think that I think the whole girl dad thing is all a humble brag. And we got to talking about the Sarah Fuller, the uh, kicker from Vanderbilt earlier. And I think if you're a dad and you haven't taught your daughter, if it took a Vanderbilt game with a female kicker to teach for you to for you, for your daughter to understand the lesson that she can be anything she wants to be in life. I think that's sad. I don't think that's cool. I think it's sad. I think it's disappointing. A lot of people want to maybe want to chime in on that, and you can at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. So many things we're going to get to today. So many interesting stories. The uh, Broncos playing without a quarterback. Joe Theismann joins us to discuss the NFL slate. And there are so many teams jockeying to be first. Not in a good way. Final hour of the J.K. Show comes your way next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.